0: I say can you dig it? Put your two hands up like that. Can you dig it? Can,
1: can, can,
2: can, can. Here we go. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Can You Dig It, a podcast by SilverScoot and dot com. I'm Christian Rebus, joined by Jacob Rude, and today. We'll have a very special guest on the podcast, somebody that is special to me specifically. Not that she's not special to Jacob, but it would be (laughs) a little weird if she was more special to Jacob than she is to me. That's later in the show. Uh, Before we get into that, we're going to talk a a little bit about Game 5 of the NBA Finals. Um, But before we get into even that, Jacob, how are you?
0: Doing good. It's... uh... Like you said, it. we promised last week we would talk about the finals. We would talk about actual basketball after we did kind of a guilty pleasure show. And like for one of the first times this series, there was an actually good game that I could not stop thinking about last night, especially the ending. Like uh, that was a heck of a win by Milwaukee, but holy crap. Drew Holiday and Giannis, like, what my reaction watching that alley was I was with a bunch of friends, and you could kind of see it coming, <laughs> and uh, once he started to throw it, I literally said, why are you throwing, and then I just started screaming, getting up and yelling. Like, that was one of the most insane plays I've ever seen.
2: Yeah, what's crazy is that is like the second holy crap moment Giannis mm-hmm. has had this finals. And I think when it comes to player legacies, uh, the the players that have those moments in the finals, it's it's always good to have those moments in the playoffs. Like Kawhi Leonard's run with Toronto, you know, the apex of that was his game winner over the 76ers. Like, obviously that's a moment nobody will ever forget, but. In the finals, I think, is a little different, especially when you're somebody like Giannis, who hasn't had much as much play, ex, playoff success as players in his tier, the very few that are. Uh, and now we're looking at a very realistic scenario where he can get his very first uh, NBA championship in his, God, what is this, his eighth season?
0: I believe it is his seventh because he would have been a free agent. But, yeah, it seventh, is his eighth, eighth season. season. Yeah. Oh, okay, eighth, yeah. Um, he, like, he's went to a level these, particularly this finals, but these playoffs that I didn't really know that he had or wasn't sure that he had. Um, He's one of those players, I think, where there's a lot of talk about what he can't do. And especially at times in these playoffs, his free throw shooting, um, seemingly every time he took a three-pointer, there was just a lot of criticism, but these finals, he has been unbelievable. He's averaging 32 points, 13 rebounds, 5.6 assists on 61% shooting from the field. Like that is absurd. The... The handful of times I've seen him compared to like other performances in the finals, it's with Shaq. So like I give I'm sure Lakers fans know or remember those performances Shaq had. Um, that's what he's doing right now. And I don't know that there is a bigger winner from these playoffs, just in terms of like individual stock up, stock down than Giannis, I don't think. He has been Unbelievable. I think he's went to just another tier. I always kind of had reservations, and a lot of this might just be me. Other people might have thought differently. Mm-hmm. I always kind of had these reservations. Like, he's he's really good, but there was always kind of a line, like your LeBrons, your Durants, guys like that, Kawhis that have won titles and have proven it and can perform at that level. Um, Stephs, so I'm not intentionally leaving anyone out, but... Um, Giannis was kind of a tier below that but no after these finals he's he's been absolutely incredible um and he just had a whole hum 32 9 and 6 last night and that's even with seven missed free throws um he was unbelievable honestly the bucks as a team were unbelievable last night drew finally uh, had a big game, which I love. I think we both love Drew, and it was right. uh, painful to us to watch him through the first handful of games of the series, but seeing him score the way he did finally and then come up with one of the biggest steals in finals history, considering what it led to, uh, that was a, that was also enjoyable to see.
2: Yeah, Drew showing up is, was huge for them because, as silly as it sounds, he was their X factor going into the series. I don't think anybody would have said that going into the playoffs because an X factor is somebody you don't like can either be really good or really bad. And I think the general expectation for drew holiday is, you know, he's going to be really good regardless. It's it's not much of an X factor. uh, If a player of his caliber plays the way he does every night, rough start to the playoffs and the finals, especially for drew holiday Him showing up just changes the whole dynamic of the series. Um, Chris Middleton is not somebody I've been worried about since the postseason started. (laughs) I mean, he's been so good that there have been really dumb conversations about Giannis being his Robin. Uh, I don't know if I'd go that far, but he's absolutely been incredible. And adding Drew to the fold and Milwaukee's shooting, man. For a few years now, it's been like Milwaukee shooting is going to hurt somebody in the postseason eventually. And this is their time. And
0: they shot 57% from the field last night, 14 to 28 from three.
2: And their, yeah, their offense has been nuts for a few seasons now, really, ever since Bud took over. And, you know, now it's firing at the right time. Bud's looking like a genius,
0: uh, which is... I was about to say, do we have to give props to Bud? Because <laughs> about two series ago, I thought he was toast regardless of the outcome. And um, he's come around in these finals. He's still... he uh, Those after-timeout, out-of-bounds plays, I uh, think are always going to be a bugaboo for him. But, uh, yeah, I mean, kudos to him because he's... Um, flipped all the right switches and made all the right adjustments. And um, he has this Phoenix team reeling because of adjustments he's made. And um, I mean, everything's a lot easier when you're big three combined for 88 points. (laughs) Um, But uh, I thought he's done well too. Honestly, Phoenix just looks exhausted, which like is odd because they had the much easier path to the finals. Um, but some of its personnel, Aiton played 45 minutes last night. Um, The Sarich injury had way more of an impact than I would have guessed it would have because they just don't have a backup center that can play. Um, Shockingly, Frank Kaminsky is not it. Um, And then they just didn't have enough wing defenders, I thought, last night either. Um, Mikael Bridges has kind of been their guy. He switched on to Drew Holiday. And then Chris Middleton was just kind of cooking, guys. They were doing. It was one of the first times too I can really remember. They did it a couple times in a row. They were just matchup hunting um, with Middleton towards the end. They do it a bit late in game, but uh, maybe I just noticed it more um, in game five. But um, they were matchup hunting to get Middleton onto the guys that they wanted and and things like that and. Um, but when they play so small like that, I mean, it means that on the weak side, the rotation is another guard. And you saw a couple times Chris Paul kept getting matched up against Giannis. Um, led to some offensive rebounds. It led to Chris Paul fouled him at one point. Not that the Bucks could make a free throw. <laughs> but mm-hmm. uh, it just the the roster makeup, the Bucks just aren't a good match for the Suns right now. Um, not with the way both teams are playing, but uh, yeah, it's going to be really interesting. Now that Milwaukee is going to be absolutely rocking on, um, I believe Tuesday, Monday. So that tonight, when you're listening to this, um, they're going to be absolutely rocking when uh, when Game Six comes around. That's going to be a really fun game to watch.
2: Are you partial to the old Brandon Jennings proverb when it comes to Bunsen the six. rest of this series?
0: Uh, yeah, I would be really surprised. That type of loss for Phoenix, that's a gut punch. That's like the definition of a gut punch. Um, they came back. They had a chance. Uh, Booker had the ball, time running down. They had a chance to win it. <clears throat> um, for it to unfold the way it did. I mean, they led by double digits early on, too. Yeah, I would say Bucks and Six. I would also say... I said Giannis was a pretty clear winner of the playoffs. Maybe DeAndre Ayton has a argument for that too. I I knew as soon as I said that I would probably forget someone, but um, Ayton's been incredible. He had a, just a quiet twenty and ten. Um, Booker's been incredible these finals too. This has actually been. I was hesitant to. Uh, I don't know if hesitant's the right word. I just didn't know that I didn't wasn't sure that this was going to be a good finals. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a unique matchup, and I appreciated that. But um, I think I don't think it's a hot take to say these were clearly not the two best teams in the league. Um, but this has still been a high level matchup. A lot of credit to Giannis and Booker because or for that. Aiton's been good. Chris Paul's had moments, although it looks like Drew Holiday has absolutely worn him down. Um, It's been a fun series. I don't know how we got this far into this podcast. Did your mind break like mine did when you found out Adele's dating Rich Paul last night?
2: Uh, Yeah, I did. I was actually um, talking to our mutual friend, Hani, and he said, look what I just put in the Twitter DM. And I was like, oh, God, what is this? And then I looked, and uh, if you would have given me a thousand guesses... I would have never guessed. And even if you gave me the topic, like, who is Rich Paul dating? Yeah. I would have went through so many names before I landed on Adele. Good for him. Um, my immediate thought, where where my mind went to, was who has, like, the bigger net worth between both of them? Because oh. both of them are absolute powerhouses in their industry. I never looked it up. Um
0: But Google search has a Dell at 190 million, and a Rich Paul at just over 100 million. He'll set up for second place (laughs) with 100 million dollars.
2: That's a power couple if I've ever heard of one. So yeah, that was.
0: I I read that on Twitter last night. Uh, I literally had to read it multiple times. Like it just I wasn't comprehending it. It read like a a Mad Libs like just their two names together are dating. And it was like, I went back and immediately started, cause I had seen photos of her. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I thought it was weird at the time that she was at an NBA game. Cause I don't think she'd ever been at one. At least I, ha- I didn't recall. And I immediately went back and looked at the photos. I'm like, Oh, she is sitting directly beside Rich Paul and all these, <laughs> the whole, like uh, that broke my brain last night. Good for both of them.
2: Right. I agree. Could not agree more. Good for both of them. Um, The other funny thing is, I think it was said during the broadcast uh, that the star of Space Jam 2, LeBron (laughs) James, was at the game. Uh, Forget his basketball career. That man is an actor. And uh, we got to see arguably his finest performance on on the silver screen. Uh, Unless you're a big fan of Trainwreck, I was not. (laughs) I also have not seen Smallfoot, so I guess that's my bad. Um, But when we get back from the break, you, myself, and our special guest uh, will will be reviewing Space Jam 2. So that'll be us when we get back. And we're back with our special guest, my girlfriend, Sarah Martinez. She was gracious enough to take me on a date to go see Space Jam 2. (laughs) Not that she didn't want to see it. Uh, You actually, you were pretty excited to see it uh, because one of the main reasons you're on the podcast today is you didn't see the original Space Jam until this year.
1: Yep, about a month ago.
2: So I think you have a pretty unique perspective when it comes to seeing Space Jam as an adult And comparing it to Space Jam 2 that you saw within the same year, nostalgia is not playing a factor. Um, You were also, uh, I don't know if we ever talked about this in depth, but I don't imagine you were a huge fan of uh, Jordan's Bulls. So that's not another motivating factor?
1: Yeah, um, you know, I watched The Last Dance and I liked it, but uh that kind of that's kind of like the extent of what I know about Michael Jordan I know he's like a great basketball player but once I saw the Space Jam uh the first one the intro like the fly like Mm -hmm. that's when I was like greatest of all time (laughs) that that convinced me for sure
0: you uh he definitely had a better montage than LeBron (laughs) did at the start of Space Jam 2 so I guess
2: that's as good of any place uh to start with this movie is the very beginning um i must say as as you said it wasn't as good as michael jordan's montage to fly like an eagle at the at the beginning of the original space jam but the that snapshot of his career just made me realize how lucky we are as lakers fans to have him on the team not speaking for sarah i don't I don't know where your allegiances lie. We'll get into that a little later in the pod after the uh-huh. review. But uh, but also just as basketball fans, which I guess you fall into, Sarah, um, how lucky we are to be witnessing LeBron James at this moment.
0: Yeah. In that sense, those two were very comparable, LeBron and MJ. That was, that was a fun kind of peak. Um, I was... A, pleasantly surprised that they included stuff from him winning the title with the Lakers. I wasn't mm. sure um, if the timeline matched up enough, if they could get that in. But uh, the other problem is uh, Space Jam had such a good soundtrack that this was always going to be – you couldn't match that. Right. So the song obviously wasn't as great as Fly Like an Eagle. But, uh, yeah, I mean – I I enjoyed Space Jam 2, but maybe it is nostalgia, like you mentioned. I think the first one was probably still better. Uh, what I will definitively say is Michael Jordan is a better actor than LeBron James. Oh,
2: okay. Mm. Well, I'll let you try, because Sarah and I, we, we did not do a pre-interview. This is all off the dome, but immediately after seeing the movie, she did have some thoughts. And this, I know for a fact, uh, she disagrees with
1: i i liked them both i mean i thought they're both so fun um i think for both of them the looney Tunes are probably the best part yes. um i think they're a little as individuals probably busy uh, on other hobbies maybe basketball to be a thespian but uh i thought they were great um all that all that in mind um
2: but my i, I was talking specifically to the point about Michael Jordan, LeBron James, those actors against each
0: other.
1: Yeah, I think I'm gonna give it to LeBron. I think he, I think he was better.
0: I don't know. I mean, LeBron wasn't bad. I, I certainly don't don't want to say that. I watched uh, unintentionally. I forgot that the new one was coming out this week, and I watched the last one last week. I mean, again, it's probably a lot of nostalgic because I was the right age when that came out. That it was my target. I was the target audience, but. I, I'm still surprised how well that movie holds up. Um, I mean this one is going I think will hold up fine. Oh I mean overall I enjoyed the movie. Uh, I like I just said, I wasn't really the target audience for it so um, it's very much a kids movie, which is fine. That's what the first one was but uh, there was still enough in it to make it an enjoyable watch like, yeah um, there was still enough references and whatnot. I was a little surprised. I mean, the name, like, uh, the name isn't Space Jam 2. This wasn't a sequel, and this barely, like, mentioned the first one at all, really.
2: Yeah, there were some references to, like, doing this again and that sounding familiar. But, yeah, generally speaking, um, Bill Murray, I think, was in one of the pictures in the end credits. Uh, So... I think that was the only real cameo from the first, other than the Looney Tunes, obviously. Uh Michael Jordan was not in it, at least not the Michael Jeffrey Jordan. There was uh, a Michael. Jordan. Michael there was a Michael Jordan in the movie. Um and I I I thought it was fine. Like I it was exactly what I thought it was gonna be. I think kids I, I saw um Brian Kamenetsky tweet this, or it could have been Andy, I don't know, they tweet from the same account. Um, He said that in terms of, like, watchability for children, this is probably a better movie. Like, and I, I totally agree with that, just because of the references that are being made. I've seen some reviewers, you know, take a dig at it because... It's just Warner Brothers propaganda and LeBron James propaganda, and it's like, brother, the first one was that too. It's just you were yes. a child, and that, that's not something you, you recognized. And so I, I didn't have a problem with that in, in that regard. In as far as the story goes, I thought it was perfectly fine. The lesson of him, you know, you, the the funniest parts of the movie to me were lebron james playing an exaggerated version of himself and if you've yeah. seen train wreck that is the the funniest part of the movie or the parts where he plays this version of himself that everybody thinks he is and i'm sorry i know one of your favorite parts of the movie was towards the end when they're playing in the final game and he goes over to the ref to complain about a call
1: yeah i wanted <laughs> them to recreate the meme i was kind of expecting that to happen i feel like it kind of did but you know yeah they could have gotten a a, little more
0: there's a couple memes i was i mean it would have angered a lot of people (laughs) i don't know if sarah would uh i would love it well no 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 i'm talking a a different meme that would have angered people is how does anthony davis not say that's all folks yeah at any point during they kept saying it and i'm like just show Anthony Davis. Do something like just just acknowledge that it was a thing that happened, please. And uh, they did not. Although Porky Pig's rap was incredible. Oh well okay. Done.
1: Okay, I actually loved it. I don't know if you're being serious. No, I, I am genuinely very serious. loved it. Okay, good.
0: That, Notorious okay. Pig is amazing.
1: That's gold. Comedy gold, like genuinely.
2: I think you guys. Are in, I don't disagree with you. I think you guys are in the minority here. Uh, uh, of all the bad reviews I've read of Space Jam 2 and, and the good reviews, the one thing they have in common is that they universally hated the notorious P.I.G. rap. Um, Some people and, don't know, recognize
0: greatness. It's okay. R- rapping
2: in cartoon movies in general or just like musical numbers when it's not a musical movie are kind of hard for me to watch. Um but I, I get it. Uh, their kids were loving it, dude. That was the best part. We saw it in the theater. We didn't watch it at home uh, on HBO Max. That was the most important part to me is the theater Sarah mm-hmm. and I saw it and Kids were loving it.
1: Losing their minds. Yeah.
2: There was a kid that came in with his Bugs Bunny plush. His Bugs Bunny Space Jam plush. He hadn't even seen the movie yet and he was hooked. So warner brothers when it comes to kids they have that they have that audience on lock. and really that, that's the only audience they need to have on lock.
1: and me because i loved it i genuinely <laughs> i couldn't stop talking about it i wanted to do this podcast immediately after because i had so many feelings um yeah i loved it i thought that rap was hilarious and um i turned to you after it and you said what is going on <laughs>
2: The the real what's going on moment for both of us during the movie was uh, Bugs Bunny at the end does that move uh, to to send the game into a glitch. And there was a moment where I thought, oh, my God, Warner Brothers is chasing their Tony Stark moment with with Bugs Bunny. (laughs) Yeah, I had the exact same thought. (laughs) When that happened, when they were like all around bugs and it looked like he was gonna die, I turned to Sarah and I was like, "Am, am I having a fever dream right now? Is there something <laughs> in my drink?" I was so confused, uh, and it gets resolved at the end. Like he's all fine and dandy, but for a moment there, I thought Bugs was gone.
0: I thought he was KO'd. I, I almost, like I obviously I, I watch it uh, Saturday morning. I obviously wasn't going to tweet spoilers, but I just wanted to yell out as I'm watching that. Did they just kill bugs? <laughs> like, what is happening? Like, I also would like to add. I don't know that the glitch needed to happen because, like, the like he didn't score. I guess it's to like so uh, algae rhythm couldn't have control of the game, right? But like. Ultimately, he didn't really do anything with that fadeaway pass to LeBron, basically. And, like, LeBron could have gotten the ball any other way. I, it, it was bizarre. And then, like, they go to him and everybody's, like, surrounding him as he's, like, taking his last breath. I'm like, oh, my God, they just <laughs> killed bugs. Like, what's the explanation for this? Yeah, that was yeah,
1: very dramatic.
0: Do you I... think LeBron actually knows what an algorithm is?
2: yes absolutely being a media mogul the way he is and i i'm sure it's been explained to him i can't uh say with confidence that i know what an algorithm is i can explain what it does but the logistics of it i i don't fully understand i am no algae or even um what's his son's name in that he's loosely based off of
0: Dom? Bryce Maximus
2: James, yes. Dom. Oh, Dom,
0: yeah. Uh I'm which not... I looked up because I was I was confused. I was like, is this supposed to be a son? I don't think he has a son named Dom. <laughs> no. <laughs> I they... wasn't sure how far they were going with that one.
2: I don't think Michael Jordan's kids played Michael Jordan's kids in the first one either. Uh because they have that famous house scene where they break in. Which is honestly the when that it comes fine. to nostalgia for me that's the part that resonates with me is them breaking into michael jordan's house and seeing the the jordans and all of his accolades and i i think that's really cool um but i i wonder if that played into lebron james opting not to include his actual family in the movie because i i feel like that's a move he totally could have made
0: oh yeah i i mean he pretty much i think had to sign off on a lot of this so i'm sure he had power uh, I also I wrote down notes about this. The per possession stats for this game are through the roof, <laughs> and they scored on literally every possession, bar like a very few. Um, probably early in the game by uh, the Toon Squad. And then, who has done more damage to Damian Lillard, Granny, in that game by aging him however many years, <laughs> or Neil O'Shea? <laughs>
2: Uh, I mean, Granny basically ended his career. Uh, <laughs> Neil O'Shea hasn't done that yet.
0: I was going to say, so we, we'll put this one on hold until <laughs> Neil O'Shea ends his career.
2: Um, I guess where we'll end this discussion on is what was your favorite part of the movie and your least favorite part of the movie? And I'll start with Sarah with this one.
1: Uh, I think I loved the 2D animation. Uh, it was just so fun and just so fluid mm-hmm. and so colorful. I really felt like I was in the world. Um, and I think that's what I preferred in this movie as opposed to the first one. I feel like they didn't really explore the cartoon aspect too much in the first one. Um, least favorite, where was the Space Jam song? Where was um, it? That was, the point that was of a huge contention miss.
2: with Sarah on our drive home. So much so it's such a bop. that we had, we had a little bit of a drive home, like, 25 minutes and uh, we listened to the Space Jam soundtrack on the way back because she felt <laughs> like that was missing from the movie.
0: I would say my favorite moment probably, honestly the rap. I was literally, okay. I just had a huge smile on my face watching that. Um, although I enjoyed I, another point of contention was as you said, everybody being mad about them going from movie to movie to get all the characters. I enjoyed that. I loved right. it, too. Yeah.
2: I wanted them to spend more time doing that. I was so fun. Like, yeah. I, was telling, uh, I was telling my friend the other day, maybe I'm just a sucker for references and fan service and things like that, but part of the reason I really like that movie Ready Player One is because of all of the characters and things that are in that movie. I would have loved this movie the same like when it was announced that it was going to be part or when it was leaked I should say I don't think Warner Brothers was going out of their way and saying these properties are going to be in the movie when it when it was leaked that that was going to be incorporated into the movie I was all for it I was game and so I was a little disappointed I think they probably could have like especially Harry Potter like I feel like they absolutely could have leaned into Harry Potter more than the five seconds of him saying he was a Hufflepuff, which
1: Do you agree? Th-
2: him and Sarah belong to the same house.
1: I i think he would be. I <sighs> I don't know him personally, but I feel I feel like we would be in the same house.
2: I think Hufflepuffs are a little goofy, but that makes yeah. sense. Yeah.
0: Yeah. My I enjoyed when they went to uh DC comics or DC Heroes right. and LeBron is Robin. Um I that was the one that probably made me laugh the most. Or although the Mad Max one was really good too. Oh, no. That was so <laughs> funny.
1: That was I so forgot funny. about
0: that. Yeah. Um, worst moment? Honestly, I don't really know. I didn't really have a a moment that I thought was necessarily like bad or anything. Like uh, I don't. I'm, honestly, I don't even have a moment that sticks out as bad. So I don't even know if there was a worst moment.
2: My favorite moment and. In- the moment I couldn't have guessed would be in the movie is Bugs Bunny getting like depressed drunk because the Looney Tunes <laughs> uh, left Toon Tune World. Uh, I'm a sucker for just Western themed things in general, as Sarah will tell you, but him, there were a lot of moments and that was one of them where I felt like a kid watching the Looney Tunes. Like they were just so funny. Daffy Duck and Bugs Bunny were cracking me up. Uh, So that was really fun. Honestly, all all the parts of the Looney Tunes were lots of fun, but the the saloon scene stands out to me as uh, not just Bugs Bunny having a shining performance, but LeBron James playing off of him, which was the good thing, too. And it was a really small part of the movie, but the very, very end where Bugs Bunny surprises him on Earth and LeBron James and him are going back and forth was the closest... To the first movie, I think that movie came mm-hmm. to kind of recreating that magic a bit. Not to say that Space Jam 2 wasn't as good as Space Jam. I don't have strong feelings either way. Uh, but I, yeah, I, I, I thought any any moments with LeBron and the Looney Tunes were very cool. Alternatively, <laughs> and any parts that just didn't include the Looney Tunes and were kind of dramatic, like... Oh, man, the, the part that stands out is bad, not in terms of the plot, but there was a moment during the last game, or was it when he was getting zapped up into whatever world they get sent to, the server-verse, uh, but there's a part where LeBron James, something happens, and LeBron goes, Dom, no, and... Oh, that's when they
0: was going to the server-verse.
2: I, that take, if that's the best one they got, I would like to see the rest of them. Yeah,
1: Uh, he definitely looked like he was caught off guard.
2: It was, it was very interesting. Um, Again, I, LeBron's not an actor. If he does pursue a career in acting, I hope he continues to work at his craft the same way he did (laughs) basketball. He doesn't have the same natural gifts that he did, uh, that he does on the court, but uh I yeah, again, i I think the parts where he shined the most where where he was making fun of himself <laughs> like uh, off the bat, I think the thing that set the tone for the movie for me was when he's playing on the basketball court with his kids and they're messing around and he he acts like this serious bat like, what are you talking about? There is no fun in basketball
0: <laughs> <laughs> he uh i I very much agree that the best parts of the movie were him with the Looney Tunes. It was a rough start, um, but he was terrific, especially like you said, him and Bugs um, were really good together. I, My worst part, which you reminded me of, uh, the like three minutes where I thought Bugs Bunny was dead. <laughs> that was the worst part of the movie. Yeah, yeah
2: I, it was
1: rough.
2: Uh, but overall, I mean, if I I watched it with my uh, smaller cousins the other day, so I've watched it twice now. I think I'm going to write something for it on Silver Screen and Roll called 10 Thoughts I Had While Watching Space Jam 2, (laughs) one of which, spoiler alert, will be... Is Bugs
0: Bunny dying? <laughs> yes, that, I will not get over that. Where I, I was just fever dream is very much a great way to describe it because I'm like, oh my god, why are they killing Bugs? Like, do they, do they think this needs to be the end of Bugs Bunny and they're like <laughs> moving on without him? Like, I had a lot of, like, I couldn't tell you what happened immediately after Bugs died in the movie because I was just freaking out. Rotten Tomatoes has this
2: movie. At 31%. Or, sorry, it's dropped to 30% on 138 reviews. The audience score is 81%. I think I know your answer when it comes to this, but when it comes to those two scores, which one reflects your viewing experience of the movie?
0: Oh, far closer to 81%. Honestly, probably above that. I enjoyed it. I I wasn't the target audience for it, like I said, but it was still a very fun movie.
1: Yeah, I'd agree. I expected to come on this episode fighting for my life, but uh, yeah, I agree. I, I loved it.
2: Yeah, maybe we should have had somebody that absolutely hated the movie. Uh, I- Give me a heads up next time. I can play a good <laughs> <laughs> You're going to be our... Uh, I'll just record this. Yeah, this, this is <laughs> like literally any sports talk show on a network. Uh, Jacob can play the heel. We should do that more often, honestly. I don't know how much you care about your (laughs) reputation in sports media. How
0: much do I care about my reputation? Mm. Uh, (laughs) Show me how big the bag is, I guess.
2: (laughs) Uh, Well, that'll do it for this week's show uh, in terms of our Space Jam review and us talking about basketball. Uh, Before we go, though, I want to give you a chance to plug what you have going on, uh, where people can find you if you want them to, It's totally understandable if you don't want our listeners seeing you out on on social media or or other places. I, for one, am worried about it uh, because we saw what (laughs) happened to Harrison and Mia. Once Mia came on the podcast, she became a celebrity in her own right and uh, a vehicle to clown on Harrison in in certain moments. I already do
1: that, so I would love if more people can uh, join me on that.
2: The one thing Sarah does that I discourage her from doing... Uh, and maybe you can share your opinion on this, Jacob. Is she, she sees trolls in my mentions all the time, uh, Yeah. and she wants to reply to them?
0: Oh, never read the comments.
2: Never.
1: Read I the always comments. read the comments. <laughs> no. I'm, yeah. I well, I don't really see Christian's tweets a whole lot. Um, kind of have to mute him sometimes.
0: I was gonna say you have a muted too. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's great. Yeah. No. Um. But every once in a while, I'll see one, and I'll just like screenshot him and be like. That, I'll just like text him what I would reply <laughs> to them, but so I don't.
0: So you need to create a burner account so that you can defend Christians on.
1: It will be so obvious. <laughs> Who else is going to defend Christians? Be honest.
0: <laughs> okay. We'll see if Christian fan two three four is taken or not. The other
2: thing I promised we'd uh, discuss before we left is your NBA fandom. Make it clear right now. Where do you stand,
1: Sergi Ibaka okay (laughs) that's that oh like team wise yeah um
2: (laughs) no don't i wanted to just end it Suchi jibaka i just yeah that makes you a clippers fan and that will make you very popular on this podcast yeah
1: yeah uh well you know for i mean lakers i grew up in not la but close to so but uh i also love canada and I've loved Canada for a while. I just want to be clear. A little bit before 2019, um, I was a Raptors fan, but um, yeah, now I'm kind of I'm just kind of floating now. She I like would, the Lakers wherever cool. Sergi
0: Baca goes,
2: she goes. <laughs> he was we were in Toronto when the Kyolari for DeMar DeRozan trade happened. In the very next day, people were wearing their DeRozan and shirts like it was Does a eulogy. Say,
0: did the whole town start crying? Right.
1: It felt weird and I didn't really know exactly what was going on. But I mean, Sarah it was, felt it too. I did. It was it was in the air. Undeniable. Well, I'm
0: sure it was. Yeah. That he yeah, that was I mean, it worked, but if that doesn't work, that's that's Masahujiri's job. Everybody loved him. Well, Sarah, thank you for coming on the podcast. Hey,
1: you can follow me at Sarah Bean <laughs> On Instagram or Twitter. And then I also have a personal account, but you can see me in Christian's Mentions. <laughs>
0: uh, I'll be his, defending okay.
1: him. So that's where you can find me.
2: Yeah. So follow her on Instagram at SarahBeanArt. And there is a link to her Etsy shop in her bio. She has lots of great stuff. Uh, I don't believe you have any more basketball stuff on the site.
1: No, but I think I think I, want, I had LeBron stickers. I think I'm gonna redo them. Mm-hmm. I
2: topical. have one on my laptop. I can confirm they are high quality. No Sergi Ibaka stickers. No, no. She ugh, tried. I, can, I
1: cannot do him justice. Yeah. I cannot. <laughs>
2: Uh And that'll do it for our show. Sarah, you're welcome on the podcast anytime. Um, but I say that with caution because I know you will.
1: I love it. talking <laughs> about things I don't know specifically. So
0: We'll do more movie reviews during the off season. <laughs>
1: yes, please.
2: <laughs> uh, we'll see you all next week.